What is going on, Panthers Nation? Carolina Dad here, ready to dive in. Let's get it going, folks. Today, we're going to take a look at the offense heading into free agency. What is the state of the Panthers roster right now? Well, I think it's good to know. Start talking about draft and talking about potential free agents. Let's get right in, folks. All right. So we're going to go through the offense. I'm going to have an additional video that goes through the defense and another video for special teams. Special teams is going to be easy, folks. No doubt about that. But let's go ahead and jump right in. few things to talk about. So when we start going through and looking at some of the free agents, it's important to understand the difference in exclusive rights, free agents, restricted free agents, and then unrestricted free agents. And that all plays into what these players can do. Exclusive rights free agent is any player with fewer than three accrued seasons and an expired contract. If his, if his original team offers him a one-year contract at the league minimum based on his credited seasons, the player cannot negotiate with another team, with other teams. This type of free agency typically comes into effect when a player is released from their rookie contract and is re-signed either by their original team a new team, or by going on to the practice squad. So that sets the context there. A restricted free agent is a player with three accrued seasons and an expired contract. RFAs are free to negotiate and sign with any team, but their original team can offer them one of a various qualifying offers that come with the right of first refusal and or draft compensation. If the tender is withdrawn by a team, the RFA becomes an unrestricted free agent. Last on the list, most people know this, unrestricted free agents. Any player with four or more accrued seasons and an expired contract. So they are free to negotiate with anyone unless they get the franchise tag. So here we go. Let's jump right in, folks. Like I said, we're going to go through the offense today. We're going to look at all the positions. We're going to look at stats, at least to the extent that we can. So let's do it. Hey. Quarterbacks, no uh, no mysteries here, right? We know we got Bryce Young coming back as well as Andy Dalton. And when we talk about this upcoming season, I think that'll be the case. Although I did look at Tampa Bay's roster from this past year. They carried three quarterbacks. I mean, I know Baker was the starter. But we are likely going to see as we get into training camp or really the summer and the program that comes along with that a backup or two that's going to be added. And those are really just bodies to help, you know, go through practices, go through some of the preseason games, all those things that we saw last year with some of the quarterback rotation that we had here. Let's take a look at their stats. So Bryce Young, leading quarterback, and I've gone through his stats in much more detail than what we have on the screen here. Let's take a look. Played in 16 games last year. Andy Dalton, we know, started the Seahawks game. That was really the, the only game that Bryce missed. 315 completions, 59.8% completion percentage, 200, 200, 2,877 passing yards, 5.5 yards per attempt, about 179 yards per game, 11 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, Longest throw was 48 yards, sacked 62 times in a passer rating of 73.7. I'm not going to read Andy's stats. You can see them there. 
Andy's not taking the job. Now, I know we can all go back in hindsight and say, like, man, I really wish Andy had, you know, we, we had the Green Bay model. And Bryce sat for a little bit, and Andy showed him the ropes that way, but it didn't happen. I had someone say, like, hey, is Andy going to start? I'm like, no, dude. Th- those days are long gone. So if you're holding out hope that maybe, just maybe, that's going to happen, I hate to say that it's not. It's just not going to happen. We'll look at Bryce's rushing stats here, but it's important so we start talking about this offense here in a second, we've got to get some guys in here to help Bryce. And that starts on the offensive line, tight end, and absolutely receivers, potentially even a running back. Speaking of running backs, Chuba Hubbard and Miles Sanders are your two running backs under contract. And I should say, what you didn't see is we don't have any free agents or guys that were signed from the practice squad that are quarterbacks. You'll start to see that as we get through these. Chuba Hubbard, Running back one, Miles Sanders, big contract. I don't think there's any way in the world that he is not here next year. It just, unfortunately, and hopefully fortunately he figures it out, but unfortunately right now for us, he's just too much money and too much dead cap to, to cut ties. So I think he's here for at least one more year, and maybe next year you look to, to move on from the him. We did sign three guys to reserve in future contracts. Now, all three of these guys were practice squad guys. So Tariq Cohen, who you may or may not have known, was on our team. Guy in North Carolina A&T. Had a big uh, start in his career with the Chicago Bears. Specialist, running back. We know about the ACL injury. He was battling back. just didn't make it back. I know Chris Saber was very high on him. Mike Boone and Spencer Brown. Now, Spencer Brown did see a little bit of time over the past like year or two season over the last two seasons, I should say, but I don't think right now as it stands that he'll be competing, which leads just to Raheem Blackshear. Raheem Blackshear, who has seen some playing time, who has been a return specialist on kickoff return, is now a free agent. And with the state of just the entire roster, I don't know how much this front office is going to prioritize the guys that we have here versus bringing in new guys and let's just start fresh because you can't really get much worse than where things were. Taking a look at the stats, Chuba Hubbard, leading rusher, 902 rushing yards, 3.8 yards per carry, five touchdowns. I mean, the the rushing attack wasn't great at all last year across the board. Miles Sanders, 432 yards, Bryce Young, 253. We had, what is that, six? Seven rushing touchdowns. The other one was Amir Smith-Marset. So there you go. On this list, and we're going to get into receivers, but you do have LaVisca Chenault, who I think is going to be gone. But that's your mix. And now I know I saw somewhere Austin Eckler's name being thrown around as potentially coming here. I don't know that I'm buying that. I don't know that the front office is going to buy spending that money on running backs when we're already spending as much as we are on Miles Sanders. But I do think there's going to be a third running back in the mix. I don't know if that's through the draft, free agency, or we decide to bring back Raheem. <laughs> Wide receivers. Whew, I posted this and the reactions that I got from y'all on X, man. So wide receivers, we have Adam Thielen, Jonathan Mingo, Mike Strachan, and Terrace Marshall Jr. Now out of this group, there's a chance that Adam Thielen could be gone. There's a chance, very high chance, in my opinion, that Terrace Marshall is gone. And you're talking about having two wide receivers left on this roster heading into next year. Unbelievable. It feels like Adam, though, I mean, 
I, I say he could be gone only because he seemed a little bit frustrated at the end of the year. He's reliable. I don't know that you would want to give him up if I'm a Panthers fan. Like, I don't know that Bryce Young would want to give him up. But it's clear that there's work to be done when it comes to figuring out wide receivers on this team. On the reserve future contract side, again, practice squad guys, we signed Jalen Camp and Cam Sims. Let's take a look at our restricted free agents. Excuse me, free agents. One of them is restricted. DJ Chark, LaVisca Chenault, Amir Smith-Marset. I also asked y'all, posted, I think, DJ Chark was fifth among free agents, uh, the, the wide receiver free agents that are available, fifth in receiving touchdowns, like 14th in yards. I said, hey, do y'all want to bring him back? And, oh, man, y'all shot me down. And I'm not saying that I do, but I think you do have to consider it if we don't get the big name or names or the draft doesn't work out like we want. I don't know that he's going to be around, but I do think you got to keep him close by. LaVisca Chenault, I'd say he's gone. I just don't see him coming back to the team right now. And it's nothing on him as a player or a person. I just don't see him fitting in to this scheme. Everybody wanted to call him Debo Samuel 2.0 and just was not it. Now, Amir Smith-Marset, ISM. There's value in the punt return game with him. There's value as a receiver, which we saw motioning, getting him more involved. You see the rushing touchdown. If I'm the Panthers, I'm signing him. I'm giving him a two or three year contract because why not? He's young. He can grow with Bryce and he's a piece to this offense. You're going to need more, but he's a piece that can help this offense grow and keep developing and move forward. And that's all that we're asking for right now. We're going to get into the full receiving stats here at the end when we go through everyone let's talk about tight ends you have hayden hurst tommy trimble ian thomas stephen sullivan out of this group i think you could have two two out of these at least could be gone one hayden hurst contract is is pretty expensive but production was not where it was i know he had the injury I don't know that he's even coming back. He says he's going to come back. He's keep, he wants to continue playing football, but I just don't know if that's really going to, going to be the case. I feel like Tommy Trimble is safe. Rookie contract. Showed splashes. I know he hasn't been the true number one, but I do think he's a he's a viable option to retain. And you throw in Noah Font out of Seattle who has ties to Canales. I see that as an option because we just brought over Seattle's tight end coach as our tight end coach. Talk about that in another episode. Ian Thomas. Ian Thomas could be a likely cut, and you could save a little bit of money. Again, when I talk about these things, it's more of just as an observer. It's never anything against the, the player or any of these guys, because I know you're, you're fans of them. I'm fans of them. But I want to educate people and think about what could happen. And then Steven Sullivan, I think, would be okay. We did see some, some flashes of him as well. Your reserve future contracts, we have Jordan Matthews and Chris Pierce. Free agent, restricted free agent. At that is Giovanni Ricci. So maybe if we go to, he's kind of more of the fullback-ish model. I know looking at tight ends on the Tampa Bay roster last year, they kept three. And you could see we have four plus the two practice squad. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that we, we keep him heading into next year. And again, I think we are trying to find some winners. And as we saw last year, it just wasn't a lot of winning going on recap of your stats 
Adam Thielen led all pass catchers, 1,014 yards. Rookie Jonathan Mingo was second with 400. Oh, excuse me. DJ Chark was second. This is this is sorted by receptions. DJ Chark was second with 525. Mingo was second in receptions. But look at this discrepancy. Adam Thielen, 100 catches, then drops down to, to Mingo with 43. Chuba Hubbard was your third with 39. Chark, Saunders, Trimble, Terrace, Hayden. Not a lot of production. I mean, you really look at Adam, Mingo, and Shark. Those were your three leading receivers, and then a bunch of guys with 100 to 200, less than 200 yards. That's not a great recipe for success at all. So we know that we're going to need some guys that can, some, some playmakers that can get this thing going heading into next year. Now, offensive lines. Here is the the thing that the fans are going to be latching on to this year they're going to say we got to fix the offensive line we got to fix the offensive line well we got some problems there you're going to have to let some people go and i don't know that it, you're going to be able to do that you look at moton's contract you look at bozeman's contract corbett some of these guys like i don't know that there's room to do that this year right now though icky brady christensen bradley bozeman austin corbett taylor moton if they could get back to their 2022 form Maybe things will be okay. They're going to have a new coach, new new scheme. If we scheme this thing up right, I don't know. But then you got a lot of guys that the reserves right now: Cade Maids, Chandler Zavala, DiRenzo, Jensen, and the three in that group there in the middle were all rookies. And Ricky Lee. It's hard to, for me to imagine that we carry this many. So like a typical offensive line in the NFL is going to be nine or a roster on the 53-man roster. So if we're going to draft someone and or bring in a free agent, somebody's gone. Somebody's going to be gone on this roster. That's just the nature of the business and how things are going to work. Who Who that is or is going to be, we'll find out. I do think it would be valuable to bring in someone to compete with Icky. But then you got to figure out, okay, who out of this this tier of, of on the bottom, who's gone? And I don't know that we have a decision that we can make on that just now, but it's something that we'll closely monitor. On your reserve and future contracts, Bedarda Traor, and sorry, my screen, let me do this for myself. There we go. Bedarda Traor. Your free agents, you have Gabe Jackson and Justin McCray. So let's take a look, as it is today, at your starting offense heading into next year. This is before, before free agents in the draft. This is my current projection. Terrace Marshall Jr. would be your, technically be your ex. That's where we are. Icky, Brady, Bradley, Austin, Taylor, Tommy Trimble, tight end one. So I'm putting him in over Hurst. Adam Thielen, your slot. Mingo, the Z. And you have Bryce Young and Chuba Hubbard. That's almost the, the offense that we had this past year, and we saw the results. And I don't think Canales is that much of a savior to revamp this in the state that it is. So I do look for a lot of change to come. And I don't know what the change is going to you know be like or what he's going to say to make sure that you know Dan Morgan gets him who he wants. But I, uh, I'll be on the lookout just like you. All right, folks, that's all I got. I'll be right back with a defensive video in just a minute. What is going on, Panthers Nation? Carolina Dad here. I am back with the 
defensive segment. So I did the offense. Now we're going to go through the defense. And I got to tell you, comparing offense to defense, we got a lot of issues, folks. A lot of issues heading into the offseason. But that's why we're doing this, to get you prepared so you understand the roster and you can get prepared going as we talk about the draft. So returning on the defensive line, again, Derek Brown, Shai Tuttle, Nick Thurman, LeBron Ray. I look for Derek Brown, who we know we picked up his fifth-year option. Ideally, what we would like to do is get a long-term extension and contract in place because we know he's going to need to be paid. We've got to talk about Brian Burns being paid and Frankie Louvu, but they're free agents, so we'll get into that. Reserve and futures, and again, if you if you missed the first episode, we give you the three segments. Those who are here under contract, the reserve and futures are typically your practice wide guys. And then your free agents. So we've got those three segments. So Raquan Williams, free agents, you have Henry Anderson, who we didn't really see. Deshaun Williams, you know, he was injured, speaking to Anderson, and then Chris Warmly. Your edge or outside linebacker position, it's not looking good right now without a Brian Burns. That's the thing. We got people saying, let's get rid of Burns. I'm like, okay, this is what you're going to try out there. Who are you replacing him with? It's not a knock on these guys. It's just not Brian Burns. You have Amari Barno, DJ Johnson, drafted last year, Iku Liotta, who was a rookie as well, and then Luigi Villain. I hate to say that I don't think that is going to help any defense right now. We need a Brian Burns, and we need someone opposite side of him that can be a playmaker and get after the ball. I just think about the Pittsburgh Steelers model and what they've done there. And just hope one day that we are able to, you know, get the Highsmith Watt duo because that's what really becomes powerful when you have someone who's really good on one side and really good on the other and the tandem of working together and what that can do. Your free agents, Brian Burns, Marquise Haynes, Etor Gross Matos. I do think you bring back Burns. It's expensive. When we talk about his money, if he is franchise tag, we got $28 million in cap. It would be around $21 million. That's just right out of it, folks. Just, just taken right out. Marquise Haynes, possibly. But he tore gross modest in my book. He did enough this past year. I know fans didn't have hated on him the past few years, but I bump him up and I do bring him back. Bring him back and let's go. Inside linebackers, you talk about being depleted or short there. Shaq Thompson, who's coming off an injury, Chandler Wooten, and then Claude and Cheritless. Those are your inside linebackers, folks. And we start to think about needs and addressing these as we go into the draft. We've got to be thinking about how are we going to fill that linebacker position. So we got some free agents out here. We did not have any reserves or futures. We got Frankie Louvu, Gruje Hill, Deion Jones, and Tay Davis. Grugier Hill had a really good training camp. He's been up and down during the year, but there's you've got to bring back Frankie Louvu. Frankie Louvu has to be a Carolina Panther next year. And you sign him up for a three or four year four year contract, extend him, and get some help with someone to pair along a younger guy with Shaq Thompson, because we're gonna need it. Favorite cornerback room. J.C. Horn, Dante Jackson, Deshaun Jameson, DiCaprio Boodle. Those are your cornerbacks. J.C. Horn will have a decision to make about picking up his fifth-year option. I've been a fan and said, let's do it all day. Pick it up. No-brainer. 
Dante Jackson, second highest paid player on the roster, $16 million-ish. Are we going to keep him around? I think he, you know, all things considered, I won't say he played amazing, but I think he had a pretty good year. You can get mad and have your own opinion about that, but I do think it's a it's a viable option. I just don't know if that he's a viable option at that price tag. And you look at Jameson and Boodle as well. Your reserve and future contracts, Lamar Jackson, no, not the Baltimore Lamar, and A.J. Parker. Free agents, C.J. Henderson, hate to say, likely gone, especially because the, the defensive staff that was here is back. So I don't think they're going to keep C.J. because we saw him kind of getting bumped out a few times. Troy Hill, bring him back. I know he's a little bit older. If you can get him on like a veteran one-year contract, a million, two million, whatever the, the range is, yes, got to do it and Shaquille Griffin was a late addition just kind of got thrown into the mix when we needed some bodies so I don't think that he's going to be brought back safety safety we're set we got Xavier Woods Von Bell rookie now second year Jamie Robinson and Alex Cook so out of our defense the the most complete position right now is the safety position so I don't think we would do anything there you start to think about the roster kind of going back to, to cornerback, and I do think you could look at the cornerback position heading into next year. Free agents. Jeremy Chin. Now, I have Jeremy Chin as a safety. I mean, he's nickel, linebacker, whatever position. I mean, the Panthers clearly didn't know what position he was. Folks, I hate to say he's gone. Jeremy Chin is gone. Again, reemphasizing that this is the same staff that was in place before. They're not going to be bringing this guy back. And we're not going to get anything for him, which is unfortunate. I think he would have been a trade asset to give away at the trade deadline last year if he was not hurt. But he was hurt, so you don't get anything for him. Now, the, the Eagles or someone else will pick him up, use him well, develop him, and we'll just look like fools again. Sam Franklin, special teams extraordinaire, and just guy that steps up and plays. you got to have him back, in my opinion. Bring him back. Sam Franklin, really good football player. And I think he does that the depth. And, of course, like I said, the special teams. Stat-wise, I didn't go as, as into much detail as I did on offense. But, hey, your leading tackler was Frankie Louvu. Right behind him was Derek Brown, Von Bell, Xavier Woods, Dante Jackson, and then Grugier Hill. So again, making another strong case for Grugier Hill if you wanted to bring him back. Frankie Louvu had five and a half sacks. I don't have Burns' stats on here. Burns was the leader with eight, I believe. I believe it was eight. Y'all fact check me. We didn't force a lot of turnovers this year, but looking at interceptions, Xavier Woods had two interceptions. Sam Franklin, you know, had the one. It was the 99-yard touchdown. Talking about playmakers, Troy Hill had one that he returned as well, and then. Grugier Hill, Von Bell, and then Derek Brown's, man. Derek Brown, freaking monster there in the trenches. Trenches. Your defensive starters, if the the roster was what it was today, season ended, this would be your starting lineup, folks. LeBron Ray, Shai Tuttle, Derek Brown, Amari Barno, TJ Johnson, Chandler Wooten, Shaq Thompson, Xavier Woods, Von Bell, J.C. Horn, Dante Jackson. All the red are guys that are... We're not starters this previous year, but that that's it, man. That would be your starters heading into next year, folks. Oh, my gosh. Lots of work to do. Lots of work to do, and the work is cut out for us. No doubt about it. Well, folks, again, 
We got the offensive video out. We got the defensive video out and the special teams video coming in just a second. We'll preview it. And uh, yeah, that's all I got, folks. Y'all have a good one. All right, y'all. We are here to finish out our free agency preview with the state of the roster. Closing it out with special teams. Pretty easy to do when you really have three people to preview. We'll start with kicker, Eddie Pinheiro. Up and down year, 25 of 29 on field goals, which was 86%. 56 was as long. Look at how he performed. He was 6-6 in the 20-29 to range, 7-7 in the 30-39 to range, 7-9 in the 40-49 to range, and then 50 and above was 5-7. of And I know one of those was the Chicago game where when we heard Chris Saber talk, I don't know that he really should have been out there trying to make that kick. But 86%. I think he's back. I don't think we have a kicking competition here. It doesn't make sense and like... All things considered, at one point last year, towards the end of the season, I remember looking it up, he had a better kicking percentage than Justin Tucker, folks. So we can kind of get it up in arms. I know he's not a perfect kicker, but I think he's sufficient enough. And unless there was something that just fell into our lap that made sense. And I know you had a little bit of Matthew right there at the end of the year. Injury concerns always happen with kickers, at least here in the Carolinas, and people getting injured. So... I I just don't think, though, that where we are today that he's going to be gone. Next up on the list, we will get our boy Johnny Hecker. Johnny Hecker's back, folks. Look at talking about one of the best punters in the league, one of the best punters in a generation, 12 years of experience. Closed out with 82 punts, 46.8 yard average, 69 was as long, 25 punts inside of the 20. See if we can get his stats to load here in a second. Really solid production. I mean, you look at it at his career last year, the I guess I should say the year before 2022, 48.5 yard was actually the best of his career, which is awesome. And I saw him post the when he won Super Bowl in in Los Angeles with the Rams. After this last Super Bowl, he posted and said, we got to get back. We're going to get there. It's also said the, the Bozeman saying that. Uh, but yeah, Hecker's back. Uh, pretty easy. Pretty easy to talk about him. Last on the list is, oh my gosh, we can get to it. Jansen, where are you? JJ Jansen, good old long snapper. Never forget Matt Rule drafting a long snapper ever. 16 years of experience, 6'2", 235. I expect him, I hope. Yeah, there's not really any stats to look at. I hope he's back. I got to say, he's a treat, man, on WFNZ out of Charlotte. If you listen to that, go out and, and check it out because he goes on the, the talk show here in the offseason with Mac and Bone. Just gives some really good insight. And you get to hear it from a player, a player that's been in the league for as long as he has. That's a big dude. Also, 6'2", 235 is a long snapper. I don't know why I envision him being a little bit smaller than that, but pretty cool Pretty cool stuff. Even talks about ping pong tables for all those that are hyped up on ping pong tables. So, yeah, there you go. All right, y'all, that's all I got. This is Carolina Dad. Y'all have a good one.